When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone. And oh, my goodness, we're already going off in the pod cave here. It's Catherine Murphy. You're on Politics Live. And of course, today, given the news of the week is... GDP. The economy. Exactly. I'm joined by my two favourite numbers persons. Yes? Yeah, it's a big field of uh, numbers persons. <laughs> the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back. Yes, anyway, sorry, no singing. Yes, anyway, stick to the program. I am mm-hmm. joined this week by Greg Jericho. Hello. And by Shane Wright, who used to be our neighbour. Long-time pod, uh, listeners of the pod will know, used to be our neighbour at the West Australian, but now is a very important pol- economics person at... The SMH and the H. It's taken me nine months since I've left for you to get me back. I know. Like, and it, it's not a long trip down well, to the other end of the gallery. It is it's busy. All I'm saying. You've got to pack a lunch. Mm. You've got to pack a lunch. A hot lunch. Hot lunch. <laughs> anyway, anyway we, we were just to bring you guys, listeners, up to speed. We were concerned we were venting our best analogies before we entered the pod cave and hit record. So we're just wading on into this conversation, as you can see, in highly chaotic fashion. But given uh, as we're recording today, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, so the GDP numbers have just landed out of the out of the hot presses of oh my god I'm Bell losing Conan. it Bell mm-hmm. Conan thank mm-hmm. you let's start there so GDP Greg Jericho picks up the story GDP growth was terrible uh, I think that <laughs> hold back <laughs> hold back I I, I realise I am being guilty of talking down the economy but I'm talking down uh, things that have happened in the past perhaps uh, God you've gone all Morrissey already I'll break out a bit of Smith soon well, yeah, I was, uh, was going to say as long as no one says meat is murder we're fine In in trend terms which is always the, the one I, I like using because it's a bit less less erratic than the seasonally adjusted but in trend terms the, the economy in the past year grew slower than it did even during the GFC it's the worst since March 2001 if you look at the average of, of growth over the 2018-19 financial year again it's as bad as since 2000 2001 you know even better than during 08 and 09 during the depths of the GFC GDP per capita is now lower than it was a year ago when I was writing my article on it, the, I pretty much needed a macro for the, the line, worst figures since the GFC or worst figures since the 1990s recession. You know, there, there really are no bright spots and the Treasurer, God bless him, sought to polish this um, 
don't go there. Yeah, don't, well, don't he, go he polished, there. He polished these figures. These, uh, these billiard balls. Billiard balls. <laughs> Pull back. Um, Pull back. In, in a sense that they weren't as bad as could be as expected in almost the Feared. sense of all they could have gone backwards, which I think would have been, for me, it would have been a surprise if they'd gone backwards. But really there there wasn't much joy there, especially when you look at the fact that the main reason we stayed above water was government spending and the fact that we stopped importing a lot of stuff okay. because we well, you, don't you, have you, any money. You're all down. You're all down. Mm, Lift us up. Shane Wright. Us up. Shane, soar. Shane, let's soar with soar. Eagles. Soar. Okay, right. Shane Wright takes up the story. Takes up the story. Yes, the import sides was down, but exports were up. You've, you've missed the fact that there's a, a hell of a – there's shiploads mm-hmm. of red dirt and gas making its way out of the country. Mm-hmm. And that's an absolute positive. And we there was a small lift in the household in consumption. You'll have to concede, Greg. There's a little bit there, but not a great deal. Yeah, well, this is this is interesting, isn't it? I don't I, like. I don't want to cut you off because we've we've because only, you have. Well, but well, go well, ahead. No, no. Well, I don't actually. But but <laughs> there. I, well, and but it's true. I did. You did not just. just I might it's, just leave right now. It's actually intolerable. No, what it just dropped into my head. Chaps, uh, that the treasurer was placing. Uh, we'll probably get there in a minute anyway. But placing much emphasis on this is the quarter before the tax cuts, yeah. guys. Mm. In terms of the consumption story. Yeah, and so so it added a little bit. But as uh, Mr. Jericho was absolutely right, GDP per capita minus 0.2 for the quarter after uh, the year. The last time that happened was in 08, 09. And in 08, 09, as Greg will remember, because Murph is far too young to realise, mm, remember yeah. these things. I think we're all the same age. That actually. we actually had. I'm being polite. <laughs> Thank you. There was a huge number of Australians who returned from around the globe because they couldn't get work. And so the actual peak in population growth occurred during the GFC you can, because we do, you're not allowed to stop Australians coming back. Mm. These, all these Australians came back. So it gave us a surge in population, but it also was one of the factors behind uh, negative GDP per capita, or as I explained to a non-nerd today, it's like this is the big GDP pie from which we all eat. We actually have to share a, a bit more with our neighbours. So we... We don't get quite as many calories as we normally do from Mm. this GDP pie. So that's the element. And I want to get to that exact point that you were bringing up, Murph, about going forward. So yesterday we had retail trade for July. Mm -hmm. Now, Every time I go in the shop. You're not shopping. You're not spending. It's your fault. No one is. No one is and shops are closing. That's right. So so we know Josh Frydenberg got up in the house on July 22 and said – We've had $3 billion in refunds go out to people hitting bank accounts by that date. Retail sales through July fell by 0.1%. Now, you could say, right, that might be just. People were holding back. Let's let's see. Right. Mm. You could argue that point. Today, we get new car sales, which I think are a really good indicator of how the economy was going. They fell 10% year on year, Mm. lowest since August 2010. Now, there are about a million extra drivers on the roads since that point. And I don't know what they're driving. Maybe they're all taking public transport, but that wasn't in the GDP figures either. So that is – and Frydenberg actually mentioned car sales today because they were one of the biggest detractors. it was very stark, Mm. wasn't it? It's It's very stark because they're such a good indicator because after your house, your new set of wheels – Probably the next biggest purchase that most people have to make. Yeah. Now, so the end of August, we've actually had car sales fall 
and that's with tax cuts flowing and with two interest rate cuts. Now, the Federal, uh, the federal Chamber of Automotive Industries say some of it may be due, due to the tightening of lending standards around car loans. Mm. That may be true, which then says, hold on, house loans, tightening. there's going to be a tightening of house loan standards in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for that to start but hitting. Hasn't, hasn't that already happened? There's a bit more tightening to mm. come. Oh. And so that's, there's a bit of concern amongst the banks that, oh, hold on, this has yet to hit and whether the lift that we've seen in the house prices in Sydney and Melbourne in particular yeah. might be they'll come up against this hard door somewhere along the line, probably around November. Mm. So you can see the murkiness and then the biggest murk is the Trump. And, well, the, and then yeah. slightly slightly lower is the Boris, uh, who are both doing their best to try and cruel the global economy. Well, and presumably that makes was it was it you in the press conference that asked about confidence i think it was wasn't it i mean doesn't it's all about confidence doesn't that well well i mean in this sphere it sort of mm, is it is really it is so looking at the world and people might sort of think oh god well you get into the detail of the national counts household saving ratio fell yeah. to its lowest point since 2007 at the same time as consumer spending overall is actually really soggy so what the hell? Uh, they're not putting the money under the mattress. Mm. They're biting into their savings, but not going on a, a, a tear mm. down at the local JB. So what are we doing? Or, paying off debt or something? Or did something. Something. That's right. All the costs of certain things have gone up, and that's eating, eating into, into yeah, people's yeah, or maybe benefits. or I mean, maybe people are just burning yeah. their cash and just it is, it is let's have well, bonfires. I mean, the, the, I don't know. the difference between retail figures and consumption are mm. the things like you know insurance and. You know, non-things that you, you buy. Yeah, bills, bills, basically, yeah. You, you guess. Mm. And, and don't get me started on insurance bills. bills. Insurance. In- insurance um, costs are going. Okay, so. Well, well, thank you anyway for cheering us up after my negativity. <laughs> You've just, you know, really. <laughs> well, 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 no, it's good. Murky it's, and it, horror. No, and, no, I didn't no. go horror. Come on. I do, I'm adding in the My horror. favourite word soggy. Soggy. I love a bit of soggy. It definitely is soggy. I think we can square this light and darkness circle by sort of thinking through a couple of things. Now, the Treasurer was obviously keen to say, oh, look, the figures are great. They could have been worse, right? Today, that was a fairly profound message in the in the messaging uh, or today. You only Wednesday. lost an arm. You didn't lose both. Exactly. Mm. Could have had no Plenty arms. Blessings. Cut, cut You've got one four. perfectly good mm. arm. But there was, uh, there was some talk around about uh, this quarter potentially being softer than it was, even a negative quarter, the kind of analysis is pinging around the, in the markets and elsewhere among people who talk about the economy that, you know, are we are we heading for a recession? Are we not heading for a recession? Now, obviously, these figures were not negative and so we're not even close to a recession. We need two negative quarters in order to meet that benchmark and who wants a recession in this room? No one. No one in this room. No one in this Outside room. Outside the room, there may be. Well, yeah, track them down. Who actually wants a recession? No one wants a recession, do they? Oh. I'm sure there's some uh, you get the, the fiscal odd, the odd idiot who says, oh, well, "Oh, we need a recession." Oh well, there to was sort Paul Keating. Oh, they read the AFR. Yeah. There yeah. was Paul Keating. But anyway, moving on from that. So, what do we think? Uh, are we just going to do straight light and darkness here, or is it, or are we going to mix it up a bit? What do we think about the risks of recession? Come on, dark. Well, dark cloud. I'll, I'll stay gloomy. I mean, I exports and government spending were the saviors, and and also the, the the drop in imports. Take those away and you basically got the private domestic economy and that went backwards. 
Now, that certainly we're taking out bits of the economy and you're saying, oh, let's not count that and let's just count this. And that's true. You, you do have to look at the whole economy. But when that domestic private sector economy is going backwards, that's generally associated with bad times. In the past, it has more often been associated with actual recessions, but that was because we weren't exporting as much stuff as we are now. Right. And so we actually are able to – our economy has changed over the past 10 to 20 years. It has become more reliant on, on exports than it was in the past. But, you know, I just – I. I kept looking for, for things to sort of cling to, say, well, there's some nice signs. You know, the, the Treasurer talked about, uh, oh, well, importantly, living standards have increased. Well, they've only increased if you use the measure that he used, which was net national income per capita. And the wonderful thing about that figure is it includes all the profits that companies get from digging up stuff and sending it overseas, which as we know, has not really flowed through into household wages. So if you just look at household disposable income, in real terms, it fell. And it's basically been flat for, we're getting on a decade now. Mm. You know, 20, mm. We're at the level now in real, real terms, household income per capita is where it was at the end of 2010. So... You know, it's like, well, but there's two options, and, isn't there, yeah. though? And Shane Wright takes up the story. Mm. There are two options. There's, are we sort of, and I think we have discussed this in this quorum before, about whether we are in this sort of permanent low growth, if, we, if we're kind of trapped in this permanent, well, not permanent, you know what I mean, yeah. a, a, an yeah. entrenched low growth. Secular stagnation, as La you. Larry Summers Thank would you. say. Thank you, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, mm. good on Larry Summers. Yeah, he's all Secular right. stagnation. We, so we might just sort of bump along not very fulfillingly or we might, the nose, you know, we might, we might be a nose Well, I, look, I think the argument that a combination of $14 billion worth of tax cuts and two, if not more, interest rate cuts. Unless people are out there at the Burning Man Festival burning, mm. I don't even know if you can burn Australian polymer notes. No, I know. I'm not I sure if you could. I was wondering. Melt that. them. Somewhere along the line, that money has to filter back into mm. the economy somewhere. So that should give some floor to the housing, uh, to the property, to the uh, consumers. Mm. If you see house prices, I don't want house prices going through the roof, like the, the stuff that we saw this week in Sydney, Melbourne was just stupid for mm. one one month. Mm. But if you can, rather than falling through the floor and just stabilise, mm. that will also give, we come back to the confidence ferry and saying, right, that okay. And at the and the other good point, and the, and the government is not wrong, the jobs growth we've had over the last 12, 18, 24 months has been really strong. Mm. So mm. people... I always maintain the world is a better place if a person has a if a person has a job. Always. Yep. always. always. So they are they're the strong underpinnings of it. Getting back into the darkness, we know that the the lift that we got from the from the exports won't last mm. because we know that that's one it's facing tropical hurricane Trump and also <laughs> tropic thunder. Tropic thunder and also how and prices have come off. Mm. So that won't give the boost but on the other side, the inventories, which are f which fell through the floor, won't be the same as well. So you look you look at the next quarter, 0.4.5 isn't too bad. It's not shooting out the lights, but it's better than going backwards. Mm. And and as long as you see a bit of a shift towards the consumer, mm. 
and there are there are reasons to believe that uh, and then it's starting, starting to sound like Springsteen. I tell you that, that they'll see some money getting back into it. Whether that's possible, and we even heard today that uh, ScoMo has written off to the premier saying. Yes. Let's let's talk about let's, let's talk about infrastructure let's to do some more mm. yes. yeah to go down that path. Like you can see that there are elements that'll keep the economy growing, and so they will do whatever they think to make sure the economy doesn't contract. So that's what I'm not in the. Yeah. I'm not going to use that R word because I think it it it's just too big a leap yes, for the overall economy, more, especially yeah. with and what's from, going on in our export side yeah, of things. From, from yeah. where we you, are now. Yeah. Yes, you don't absolutely. see recessions until you start seeing unemployment rising. Yeah. Mm. And it's not I mean it's risen Ticked a little bit, a little. but not really. You know, I mean off a really high participation yeah. rate. So yeah. we're certainly in this this new normal of we're probably the, not gonna have recessions, but when the the old boom times it's the meh, you know? yeah, the meh, it is. Yeah. And yeah, the meh economy, the trademark. Mm. Yeah. The, well done. I mean, the the one thing that is really underpinning it all, that I think actually is the long term problem that certainly is not going to be solved by a tax cut, is the fact that productivity is mm. really tanking, and that's really sh- should be the sort of item number one on the agenda well, for the government, really. So Frydenberg has identified, mm. to his credit, he he's did. identified it. That is the, the issue. The only issue mm. is what's the solution? Yeah. And his mm. solution was, right, go, go business, go spend some money. And that that's about, yeah. you go through the rest of it. The, these guys actually need to do some heavy lifting rather than just hold, bring the, the a kumbaya meeting of yeah. premiers to say, how are we going to lift productivity? Yeah. It is, yeah. We the, get into the, structural it is, reform. It is well, a damn tough, hard thing as well. Tough. It is it's really, really tough. tough. Well, it's particularly, it's, and I don't say this as gratuitously as perhaps it sounds, but it is particularly difficult for a government that sought no mandate from people at the recent election to do anything at all. Yeah. apart mm. from not be Labor. So, you know, look, and as time progresses, that will wear off, obviously. And, That's uh, a brave call. Well, well, no, no, that that particular, uh, well, it'll it, no, it'll sort of reassert itself in different form. Anyway, mm. that's fine. Mm. But it's sort of, it is difficult for them. I think just interestingly with productivity, it's almost like they're creeping back to never a more exciting time and Malcolm Turnbull you know, sort of almost creeping back a cycle gently. They haven't but, got back to the Abbott hockey, let's have a white paper on tax, let's have a yes. white paper on yeah. the, feder- uh, the Federation, the federation. Mm. which yeah. you know that's you know that there are savings and efficiencies that can be made. We get to the, one thing that really ticked me was Frydenberg's speech the other day where he, he referenced the Productivity Commission's Shifting the Dial report, which... If you want a blueprint for productivity reform, that's you, where you mm. go for. ScoMo commissioned it. He got it two years ago. It's yeah. been there. Like the, the dust that, that Josh must have to clear off it just to see the title must have been uh, astounding. astounding. He referenced the report, said, look, yeah, PC did a report, but not not an eye. And he was referencing uh, health. And he said, oh, look, we're going to spend more on health. That's not what the PC no. was talking about. Said, no. right, put the patient at the centre of care. Right. Mm. Devolve power out to the local areas. Set up robotic systems to give out medicines. Like, let, let's go around the pharmacy guild. You know mm. how well that would go mm. off. Mm. Marvellous. Let's have a go at the, the doctors who 
what's one of the best stats I've seen in ages is that the cost of people sitting in doctor surgeries is about a billion dollars a year. Now there is better time. You can, you can, more you can spend your time on than reading six-year-old copies of Better Homes and Garden. Mm. Or mm. Reader's Digest. Or Reader's Digest. Mm. That, you know, Murph, you're looking at me and saying, oh, my God, how many interest groups would you tick off no, going exactly. to? No, exactly. Yeah. Quite, quite. But that's why it's difficult and that's why they haven't, they haven't and, gone there. And generally when the government talks productivity, they automatically go to IR and the reality is the Productivity Commission was kind of a bit blur on all of that sort of, yeah, you know, but and the reality is what, how much more flexible can we really get and in terms of actual having real impacts, what we're going to have, essentially it always leads to lower wage growth or at least wage growth linked to productivity. But Well, we've, we've know, seen the experiment around yeah. uh, penalty rates mm. and it has there's an, no evidence. No evidence. No. None. Zip. Yeah, zip zero. Um, so, yeah. Time is time is racing, chaps. Let's let's just do this as the last thought for mm. both of you. So, it looks to me uh, because I watch this debate at a distance back from the two of you in terms of the intricacies of it. Right, I just look at it as a sort of rolling political story. Um, it looks to me that. It's starting to dawn on the government that they are governing in very complex times. And again, it sounds a bit fatuous, right? How could it have escaped their attention given they've been in government for six years? But I can sort of plot a trajectory from post-election ebullience. Everything's tremendous. It'll be just great. It's fine. It's fabulous. It's terrific to today. Whereas you say, Shane, the sort of locution from the treasurer was, you know, it's like, well, you didn't lose both arms, you know, <laughs> cheer up, bucko. It's fine. You know, the cheery, cheery. So it's sort of, it's a bit of a diffuse question, but I'm interested in your views about it. Do you think they've sort of woken up understanding now that this coming term is perhaps going to be a bit more complex than they thought it was going to be. I think one of the, one of the interesting things about today was just how different it would have been had it been a Labor treasurer showing these figures and there would have been a real sense of, right, the past is past and we're, we're getting going and there's new things coming. All those the, taxes, for example. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this government, uh, it, it's dealing with that, that problem of, them trying to say, oh, it's no surprise to us. We saw this coming. It's like, wait, you saw these bad figures coming yeah. and they're not a surprise to you. And it's a case of them also wanting to balance with the, oh, no, we've been calm and we've got the plan. We've got it all under control. We know what we're doing. And I think you're right in that sense. After the election, they really tried to spin the thing of, oh, now that the fear of negative gearing and mm. and the dividends are all gone, everyone will be happy and joyful. And it's like, no, the the problems are actually deeper and they're structural yeah, and I think yeah. you're right. I think that is, well, if it's not dawning on them, it damn well should because mm. you're right, uh, Shane is saying, the, the tax cuts and the interest rate cuts are going to have an impact. God, if they don't, then we're really in, in trouble because if you can't actually do stimulus and it doesn't stimulate, then we're really in the crapper. But, again, that is not a long-term underlying improvement, you're then hoping that that spurs on something which there's too many bad things overseas that are, could knock us back. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if they haven't woken up, they they 
better quickly mm. because there it is a troubling period. Mm. Well, I'm going to take the contrarian view. I don't think they you don't think they have no. no because they've got a plan. This is the plan. We're mm. not varying from the plan. We can't concede that the plan was wrong because we took the plan to yeah. the voters. Mm. Yeah. And they endorsed us as opposed to ignoring the catastrophe that was going to be labelled with all its taxes and mm. all the Talking rest. Talking down the economy. Talking down the economy. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I still think they they still believe, they still, oh goodness, they're sounding like a musical here, they still believe where they are is the right space and mm. that eventually things will move their way. Trump, Boris are outside their remit and outside their control. I'm not saying it's right, but that's. I think that's. Mm. they're still convinced we have a plan, we're going to stick with it. The only problem is it actually starting to remind me a little bit of Greg Hunt's policy he came up with on how to deal with greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't call that a on policy, Shane. Sorry, on the back of a napkin mm. back in 2009 or over the summer of 2010. Yeah. And they believed that that was, well, we've got a plan, we're going to stick with it, even though as it's played out over the next decade, it, it was utter rubbish. Mm. So they've got a plan, let's stick with it, and by God, it's going to be tough for us to get around that. And because they they whipped together these new tax cuts in the run-up to the April budget, mm. right, that's our plan, which is, hold on, the next element of the plan is 22-23. Mm. It's a long way off. Mm. Well, that's a hell of a gamble and and a hell of a way to end because we've ended on a moment of suspense, which is perfect. <laughs> Will it work? Tune back in 2023. No, no, yes, well, yeah. we'll, we'll, no, we will certainly be back before 2023 with this wonderful group to flesh these issues out some more as the data continues. Thank you, as always, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank you to Miles Martignoni and also to Hannah Izzard for production this week. Parliament resumes next week. Yay! Yay. Said no one ever. We will be back, uh, obviously, next week with more of the escapades. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.